Two games, two very different results. I'll explain why the Pelicans were able to get the win over the Clippers, but fall to the Jazz, and there's more to do with it than just missing Zion Williamson due to load management, which we'll also talk about in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, tipping off a week's worth of shows, and we got two very different and very interesting games to talk about in this one, the Pelicans beating the Los Angeles Clippers. 116, 106, then falling to the Utah Jazz, 100, 105. Very different games that had kind of different styles of play, including missing Zion Williamson, which was big. But there's more to that Utah loss than just missing him. And you saw a little bit about that and some of that in the Clippers game, but they were able to overcome it. I'll explain in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are the number one Pelicans podcast. Come to y'all like nobody else does Monday through Friday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday to the show. Or if you listen one day a week, listen to two days a week. Just up it a little bit or be here every single day because you know what we're covering here. And a lot of these things are relevant and subsequent games. Okay. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. So let's start with the Clippers. Let's go in order with everything. Clippers game. It's a solid win for the team. 116-106 over the Clippers who have been rolling a little bit since they finally started to figure some things out with James Harden with putting Russell Westbrook on the bench and letting him kind of accept that role doing what he does best and they went out and beat that team you had a rough game from Russell Westbrook in this one being held to just one of eight from the field three total points Paul George did his thing but Kawhi Leonard relatively quiet with just 20 points Norm Powell went off for a little while but the Pelicans had their two stars and that carried them in this game Zion Williamson scored a season high 32 points He just kind of was attacking, playing downhill, scoring. There wasn't really much of an answer. He had five turnovers in this one, which were high, but as the game went on and in the fourth quarter, he was out there getting them buckets. One of his more inefficient nights comparatively, but 32 points on 25 shots is still not bad whatsoever. Six rebounds, five assists, two steals. You also had Brandon Ingram be Brandon freaking Ingram, the guy we've been wanting to see. 30 points for him, four rebounds, five assists, just three turnovers, including making a couple of threes in this one. While they got up big, particularly in the first quarter, they were kind of like running out on the Clippers, winning that period 36 to 23. It was in the second quarter that things flipped entirely. And all of a sudden, the Clippers got right back in this game and a 21-point lead vanished very quickly for the Pelicans. So in that first quarter, what you saw from them was them at their best. 
And I've talked about this a lot. If you're an everydayer, you know that that starting lineup can be very, very good, but there's limitations to it because they don't shoot threes and spacing is terrible. But in the first quarter, they were hitting threes. Brandon Inger went two of three in the first quarter. Valanciunas hit one. Dyson Daniels hit one. You had four made threes from the starters. That's really good. You also had 11 assists on 14 makes in that period as well. To overcome some of the shooting issues, what you've seen this lineup do Dyson Daniels, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas, not a shooter in sight, is just pass the ball really, really well. Zion, three assists. Valanciunas, three assists. Herb Jones with an assist. Dyson Daniels with two assists. They were moving the ball, going from a good look to a better look, and you can create good, efficient offense that way. That really helped them in this one. You know, they weren't forcing turnovers and getting out and running. They were playing in the half court. And I'd said this team, that lineup can be very good in the half court. They don't get in transition and run as much as you would think. Clippers had one turnover in that first quarter. And then all of that goes away in the second quarter. They stop moving the ball and they revert to isolation style basketball. And that just doesn't win them very many games. And they can't create good looks or in rhythm for other guys. You had Jordan Hawkins in the second period make two threes. That was good. But he was the leading scorer. Brandon Ingram was one of two because, well, he's playing isolation basketball and couldn't do much of anything. Zion at least got downhill and tried to attack. Six points, three of six. That's not great for him, though. You know, they have an issue drawing fouls because there's no real shooting out there. And they just went three of nine from deep in that. And, you know, when you look at the starters who were playing in that second quarter, Only one of them made a three, and that was Herb Jones. There just isn't spacing, and sometimes it reverts to isolation-heavy style basketball. Same thing you saw the Clippers do a bunch of, and it doesn't help them. That just isn't how this team wins games. They need to share the ball. They need to move the ball and go out and do their thing, or just let your stars go out and score sometimes. Sometimes it can be as simple as that. But in that second period, when they reverted to isolation-style basketball, things just really fell apart, and that's not what this team's identity should be. Zion alone had four turnovers there because he was just driving into traffic, and there just wasn't much else for this team to do. They had eight turnovers in the second quarter alone, and it allowed the Clippers to get out and run and get right back into this game. That's what the Pelicans need to avoid. You have a lot of talent here, but this can fall apart a little bit if, if... You're not playing your style of basketball. If you're not playing to what this they want the identity of this team to be. And when they get back to doing that, which they started to in the fourth quarter, things kind of turned around and the Stars were able to carry them and get it home, essentially. Brandon Ingram in the fourth quarter, seven points. Zion Williamson in the fourth quarter, nine points, including going to the line three times. They each had just one turnover. The ball was moving a little bit more. These guys got good looks. You had shooters out there on the court at times. You know, Herb was making his shots, and that spaced the court for him there, too. You had Hawkins out there as well for at least a limited time. Dyson was being active. And when this team is just kind of playing as a unit rather than individual-style ball, good things happen. It's not a surprise. We've talked about this a lot so far this season. 
So that's how they overcome the lack of shooting is good ball movement like they did in the first quarter. And if they're not doing that, the whole thing falls apart because, yeah, that lineup, the starting lineup of Dyson, Herb, B.I., Zion, Valanciunas should like should be good offensively, but they're going to have to really work for it. And sometimes when you work for it, particularly on the road, it's not going to end up happening for you. And they got a little bit lucky at times in this game. But then you have the Stars take you home in the fourth quarter, elevating their level of play. Zion and B.I. have been very, very good recently. You're going to get the victory. And they did. But then Zion sits out the next night against the Utah Jazz. And everything kind of falls apart, particularly in the fourth quarter. That's where I really want to look at this game. There's there's reasons they lost this. There's excuses we could easily make for this team. But you also saw some of the shortcomings of the roster and why you really do need a guy like Zion Williamson out there. Let's take a look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I want to tell you about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I love this. I know y'all are going to love this as well. It's just the easiest way to go and play daily fantasy sports, right? It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, you pick more or less than the projections on two to six players. And then you watch the winnings roll in when you're correct. And with basketball season and football season underway, you can pick combo projections across both sports. For example, you can take LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. And prize picks even offers a reboot policy. So your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Football or basketball, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return for the second, reboot it. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's free money right there. Go get your first deposit match up to $100 over at prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use promo code LockedOnNBA, all lowercase. PrizePix, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The number one Pelicans podcast out there covering this team like nobody else does. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube and become an everyday listen Monday through Friday. I was at the Pels 12 watch party on Saturday watching this Utah Jazz game. And I appreciate everyone who came up to me, wanted to chat for a little bit. I'm happy to talk with all y'all. And... I loved everyone who's like, I'm an everydayer or I'm trying to become an everydayer. means a lot. I appreciate y'all. I love seeing the fan base come together like that. For your second listen today, I want you to go check something out for me. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, let's move on to the Utah Jazz game. Different story for the Pelicans. While the Stars took them home in that win over the Clippers, played well in the first quarter, this one wasn't it because Zion was being load managed. And I want to talk about load management with Zion because I got some numbers behind it actually for you that we'll get to in the third segment of today's show. This one was interesting because the Pelicans were in control of this game. It looked not pretty. Like, not pretty in the first period. The Pelicans playing on the second night of a back-to-back, traveling, going through a time zone change, and playing on a little bit of elevation. They looked a little tired. They looked a little bit out of it. The first quarter was just kind of gross basketball all around. But they won. 
And they steadily built enough of a lead, 13 points. And then in the fourth quarter, that vanished as the Jazz in particular took over, not just defensively where they did a very, very good job, but you also had Colin Sexton come in and just kind of take control of the game in a way that the Pelicans couldn't do. He had 10 points in that quarter. Herb Jones was the leading scorer for the Pelicans in the fourth. Is that how that's supposed to be? No, it should be Brandon Ingram. But we'll get to that part here in a second. Don't read too much into this loss. Don't read. We're about to make somewhat of a big deal about it, but don't read too much into this, right? You could see fatigue and elevation come into play in this one. They're down CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson, Trey Murphy, right? Those are three of your five best players. You need them out there to win games. This is one of those ones that was like, it's a trap game. They're probably going to drop this. Easily could see that. Now, the Utah Jazz were also without Larry Markinen, no Jordan Clarkson, who tends to kill the Pelicans. So they were without their best player by far. Pelicans should have, could have won this game, but this happens over the course of a long season. Still disappointing, but that's why home court advantage is definitely a thing. You know, when you look at it, they didn't shoot particularly well, 43.5% from the field, just 20. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the fourth quarter. What are the overall numbers? Even worse, 42% from the field, 30.6% from three. They, they were very clearly tired. You know, when you look at a lot of the looks that they had, the shot attempts they had in this, they were actually pretty good attempts, pretty good looks, and they were just straight up missing. Dyson was 3 of 14. Well, he's not a great shooter. He's not going to be that bad normally. Jonas Valanciunas, right? 3 of 10. It's not normally that bad. That's the type of night that they were just more or less dealing with, and there wasn't anything that they were really going to be able to do about it. They were tired from playing the night before. You lose an hour going east. All of those things, like, eh, it's just going to be nothing good. And this is also a place that the Pelicans have just struggled for whatever reason. Remember when they played two straight here last year, they lost both of those. Actually, I had Larry Nance Jr. on the podcast during all of that. But let's look at the fourth quarter because this is where I think things get interesting. You had a couple of issues going on in this one. One was, you know, at times foul trouble for some of these guys. You had Herb, who at times was in foul trouble in this game, it seemed like, and just wasn't really himself defensively. You know, Dyson struggled a little bit defensively as well, I thought, in this one too. And it allowed Colin Sexton to just go off. And the Utah Jazz were being really smart about how they were using him. They were hunting that matchup with Jordan Hawkins. You know, they wanted to get Hawkins put on to Colin Sexton so that he could go and attack, and he did. And that's where you'd like to get a little bit more creative, be kind of smarter, make sure you get Herb Jones on there, on him in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, not the way it was going to be able to go. And that's ultimately what ended up happening and how they won that game. It also was with their defense. Their defense overall in this game, I thought, was above average, but really ramped up particularly in the fourth quarter. They used length against Brandon Ingram to really limit him here. In the fourth quarter, B.I. was 2 of 7. 28.6%, 0 for 3 from deep. Four assists, which is good, but just four points. Couldn't get anything going. When you look at his shot chart in the fourth quarter of this game, he didn't take one attempt inside the paint. It was three three-pointers and then four mid-rangers. He hit two of them. And after a good game of shooting from mid-range, which he does, it kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter because that's not necessarily, it can be with B.I., but it's not necessarily a shot you want to rely upon. 
that can abandon you at times. B.I. is a mid-range assassin. He's better at it than a lot of other players. But for him to not really be able to go and attack and get to the basket when speaks to the defense that Utah Jazz put on him. Again, using length to kind of limit him, right? Simone uh, Fontecchio, is that how? I don't even know how to pronounce his name, was really doing very good defense on him there, I thought. Um, you had Walker Kessler there, you know, as well, kind of defending the paint, kind of taking that away from the Pelicans, but he didn't even really play in the fourth quarter because he was dealing with foul trouble. This is where B.I. has to take over and like force it and get to the rim and score that way. And he wasn't able to do it. It's why when you have a game like the Los Angeles Clippers and you have Zion in it, Zion's like, I'm going to get to the rim. You're not going to stop me because I'm a hyper-efficient player. You didn't have that in this game. And allowed the defense by the Utah Jazz to kind of dictate how this one flowed, how this one was going, right? If Zion plays, they win this game. I'm fully confident they're going to win tonight in the rematch here with Zion Williamson playing. And again, we'll get into the load management stuff because I know you have thoughts. Do you think he should have? Should he not have been? I want to discuss that coming up, but let me know what you think about that right now in the comments down below on YouTube. But B.I. can't go two of seven in the fourth quarter in not a must-win game, certainly, but a game that you can win. You've got to be able to get to the basket, get to your spots, and do your thing. Again, there's not a ton of shooting out here right now. Jordan Hawkins was out there. He played well. But is there another shooter? You know, Herb was one of three. Alvarado made one. That was good there. Then Dyson took one. Valanciunas took one. You know, B.I. took three because he couldn't get to the basket because there was just no spacing. When it's just one of these stars here, Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson, or it's just Brandon by himself without CJ McCollum, let's say, or Zion, it becomes a lot easier to defend him. You put some length on him like this and it messes him up. And it did in this game. Whereas if Zion was out there on the court, try that. Try that. He's still going to get to the rim and score because that's what he does. And he's so efficient and such a good player. It shows you why you need Zion Williamson. It also shows why you need CJ McCollum to be playing with the starters. Something I've been hammering to y'all who want him to come off the bench as a six man. No, you need him with the starters because you need more shooting out there to make life easier for the other players and to give you another scoring option. And they did not have that in here. And it allowed the defense by the Utah Jazz to more or less just kind of smother the Pelicans in the fourth quarter and really limit them. And that's where this game was lost. So it's a combination of not having Zion Williamson and kind of the other factors with everything here. And that's what did it. The Jazz don't have a good defense. They're 27th in the league after this game, even when they limited the Pelicans in it. They shouldn't have been just shutting down New Orleans. Again, fatigue definitely played a factor. Elevation definitely played a factor. But to lose the fourth quarter 23-37 to 37 is just straight-up disappointing. Shows you a little bit of the limitations. I had someone at the watch party ask me, you know, are we too deep? Are the Pelicans too deep? And it's like, no, no, they're not. Look at this game. That answers the question. There, there's some depth here. There's some depth. But they're not that deep where they have a problem of who do you play, right? Matt Ryan wasn't necessarily going to fix this game for you if he was playing. You need your star players. It all kind of works around that, especially for the Pelicans. So when one doesn't play Zion Williamson, it's going to be a whole lot harder. And you'll realize they struggle to win games, even with Brandon Ingram. And as much as I like Brandon Ingram, he's not Zion Williamson. It's kind of as simple as that. Otherwise, he would have won the game and not gone two of seven. Sometimes it's kind of just that. So Zion didn't play. Load managed. You like it? Do you not like it? Let's talk about that because I, there's some interesting thoughts behind it and I get why they're doing it. I have some numbers for you. I also want to explain 
Like why you can't play him limited minutes in a game like this? I actually had like a really great question coming from the Locked On Pelicans Insiders group. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins that you bet on. Maybe you should bet against the Saints. Maybe you should have taken the Falcons on the money line because you don't believe in that offense. I certainly don't. You would have won your $5 bet and you would have won 150 bucks in bonus bets. If you think Zion coming back is going to mean the Pelicans win, go sign up for FanDuel right now. You can use the code locked on fanduel.com slash locked on. Get this offer. Go bet on the Pelicans to beat the Utah Jazz. And when you win, you also get 150 bucks in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's super easy to use, and it lets me find the spreads, the player props, the over-unders, the same game parlays to make an even bigger impact and win more money. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season, tip off the NBA season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here, Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. Coming to you, breaking down all the games, sometimes coming to you live. No one else gives you coverage like this. The insight that you want, talking about things like three-point shooting, getting into the numbers behind it, talking load management, which we're about to do right now. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Ross Jackson making sense of a bad loss right to the Atlanta Falcons he'll, he'll tell you what's going on with the black and gold what should they do about Dennis Allen Pete Carmichael Derek Carr hate all of it right now I'm gonna go listen to Locked On Saints to make me feel a little bit better get the proper insight I need to know what to think so let's talk about load management Zion Williamson didn't play in this game against the Utah Jazz if he did they probably win you know if he plays against the Minnesota Timberwolves earlier in the week or last week, whenever it was, they probably win. But they're load managing him this season. Is it smart? Is it not smart? Well, I'm kind of curious what you think. Let me know in the comments down below. So let's get into some of this. Zion has missed four games this season. One of them, let's remove from the equation. That bad loss on the road back on November 8th to the Minnesota Timberwolves. He was not with the team for personal reasons. We assume it's likely from his child being born. That one's fine. Let's remove that. So he's missed three games due to load management. That's it. That's the only games that he has missed so far this year. Three games due to load management. One of them was a win over Detroit. Another one was a one-point loss to Minnesota. Could have won that game. And then this loss to the Utah Jazz could have won that one as well. I'll be honest, though. As much as you'd like that win over Minnesota, as much as you'd like that win over the Utah Jazz right now, and for the Pelicans to have a record then, what would that change it to here? To be 11-7 and seven looking very good, that would put them third right now in the Western Conference if they did that. They're currently ninth, so it's a significant jump. You got to think long-term about this, right? You know, if these are the only games he's missed, maybe load management is working. He's played 13 of 17 games. And that's including the one that he missed for personal reasons. That's 76% so far. That puts him on pace for 62, 63 games this season. Given his NBA history so far, I don't know. That seems pretty good to me, right? 
62, 63 games, somewhere in that. That would put him right in range of his second year in the league where he averaged 27 points, almost four assists per. He played 61 in a shortened season. I'll take 63 games out of 82 here. Like That sounds good to me. <laughs> you know, that's what we wanted. 60, 65 was the target number for Zion Williamson. He's on pace for that. And they're winning. And they look really good when he's there. You know, if, if you look at this and go, okay, well, clearly they need him. Otherwise, they can't win some of these games. Minnesota, the Jazz game, certainly right. Well, if he gets hurt, you're not winning more games. You're not going to get better. So it's the right, it's finding the right balance of, okay, we've got to preserve him and win as many games as possible, knowing we might drop one or two here and there. And that's worth it so that we don't lose like 10 in a row whenever he goes down for an extended period of time, if that's the case. He's definitely in shape and in form right now. We've seen that 32 against the Clippers was his season high. I don't know if we need to worry as much about him, you know, playing himself into game shape anymore. I think he's there. And if he's there already, maybe you need to do the smart thing. Take these losses now to prevent a worse situation from happening. It's a little bit of borrowing a problem from the future, which I don't particularly like. Don't necessarily think that's smart. But given the history that he's had, the bad luck that we've seen this team have, playing 76% of the game so far, that seems pretty good to me. And I think that's something the Pelicans really want to keep in mind. And maybe as the season goes on, you realize, oh, we got to win this game. We're going to play him. Now, I had one of the Locked On Pelicans insiders, and that's the text group that I run here, where if you want to interact with me on a more one-on-one basis, that's the way to do it, because I don't use Twitter X nearly as much. You can join with the link in the description down below. You can literally text me. You sign up with your phone number. I send you text. You can send text back to me. It comes right to my phone. It's really, really great. If you have questions, send them my way. Give you insight that you don't get anywhere else. It's $4.99 a month. Not much money. You get a 14-day free trial. If you don't like it, that's okay. Just cancel it after that. Don't worry about it. And the show's still here free in five days a week for you. One of the questions, though, that came through was, why can't they like not fully load manage Zion, but a little bit of load manage Zion? And I kind of like this question. It was, what if you just played him like two minutes, the first, second, third, and fourth quarters? So, like eight minutes total, and then let him close out the final like four minutes of the fourth quarter. So maybe play six minutes or four minutes in the fourth quarter so that if it's a close game, cool, you have Zion out there and he can help take you home. And we just saw the fourth quarter struggles against the Utah Jazz. That would have helped, right? And if the game's out of hand, either way, you just don't play him and he just chills. So I get where you're going with this, but that's just not how it works in the NBA. You know, guys need to get in a rhythm. They need to get into a run. And if you put, if you're trying to load manage Zion and you put him through a full pregame routine and then he just sits, is that good for the body? Not necessarily, not horrible potentially. It's also, okay, if he plays the first two minutes of the first quarter and then doesn't come in until the end of the second quarter, you've got then 10, 10, 20 minutes of game action, let alone all the timeouts and everything without him being on the court, moving, warming up and staying warm. So you're essentially putting him in at some point cold back into the game. That's a recipe for disaster, right? It's like if I go and do a workout, I don't stretch or I don't warm up before. If I try and go for a run without moving around a little bit and just go cold, like you end up feeling terrible. Everyone agrees that that is not the thing that you should be doing. So they can't do something like that. The other problem is what's two minutes of Zion going to do? 
Some guys need to get into a rhythm. One of the things to take a look at, and you can go look at this over at basketball-reference, one of the stat sites that I use like religiously to cover this team. Look at the minutes guys get. There is almost nobody that gets less than seven minutes per game. It just doesn't work, right? EJ Liddell in three games, three minutes of just garbage time. Kaiser Gates has one game with seven minutes. Usually guys need like six, five to seven to eight minutes at a time on the court to get into the flow of the game and to impact it. To just put a guy in cold and expect him to perform isn't going to work. He's going to need to get sweaty, get moving, all of those things if you want him to make an impact, right? Cody Zeller is the guy who is in the regular rotation, plays the fewest minutes, and that's 9.2 per game. Next closest is Kyra Lewis Jr., who's not in the rotation right now, but he played 11 minutes per game, right? You know, Larry Nance Jr. plays two stretches. That's why he plays about 16 minutes, 15 minutes per game. Two minutes here just isn't going to do anything. Even putting him cold in the fourth quarter, he's probably more of a liability than a guy who's been ready to go. And, you know, it's not like you can have him practicing and taking jumpers in the tunnel or something like that. You need to be out there in the flow of the game, keeping your body ready. So that's why they just load management. Just take the night off. Let's preserve your body here. Go through a light workout. Get some work in. It's not no work, some work. But you can't just kind of put them in there for like limited run. There's a reason why guys usually play like seven minute stretches and they come out. Then they play another seven minute stretch or five minutes, somewhere in that range. You don't really see less than that because it just doesn't work. So I don't think you can kind of like load manage Zion, but not really load manage Zion. This is working for right now. You know, I think this is one of those things that we'll be able to reevaluate at the end of the season. Did this work? Did it not? If they missed the playoffs or they missed seeding by one game, like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe you needed to play them and try to get those wins. But it's too early to say that right now. And if this means Zion plays more games than he has before, I mean, that's, that's mean the Pelicans are good and they're winning games. And that's all we're asking for. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube about load management. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.